Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 78 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, uh, I have a great show planned for you this week, but before we get to that, there's some news that I first want to get you quickly caught up on. Uh, last week, Christine McCarthy, who is the Chief Financial Officer of the Walt Disney Company, participated in some, uh, some Q&A sessions with Citibank and with Bank of America and spoke specifically about the impact of the coronavirus on the Walt Disney Company. And during the interview uh, with Bank of America, uh, Ms. McCarthy was asked about the new cruise ship orders and confirmed that the delivery of the Disney Wish uh, would be delayed. So something that I've been wondering about for for a little while, especially since we, we learned that um, the shipyard was uh, pausing its operations this past summer, um, but I, I wanted to just read her quote from, uh, from her, her Q&A session. She said, we're in negotiations and discussions with the shipyard, uh, talking about Mayor Werft, um, to finalize dates. But as soon as we have those, we'll make an announcement when we expect the Disney wish to be delivered. But it's delayed from, um, from what we originally anticipated, uh, end quote. So not, like I said, not too much of a surprise there, but it, it's nice to, it's nice to finally get some official uh, confirmation from Disney. And I, for one, am somewhat happy about this news because uh, The Wish was scheduled to debut at a time when it would be difficult for me uh, personally to take the time off to, to go on the maiden voyage. So now that it's been delayed, there's a a better chance that, that I'll be able to make it uh, make it work, um, you know, all else all else being equal. Is that selfish? Probably, but I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too upset when I, uh, when I originally heard this news. The other piece of news that I wanted to get you caught up on is something that you've probably already heard about. Disney Cruise Line announced another round of suspended sailings last week. Uh, this time, extending the shutdown into the early parts of December. So, sailings on the Disney Fantasy have been suspended through December sixth. Um, on the Dream and the Wonder through December 11th, and on the Disney Magic through December 12th. The uh, the same notice went out to guests booked on these cruises as we've we've been accustomed to seeing over the past um, several months. The 125% future cruise credit, uh, or the option to cancel for a full refund. I was somewhat optimistically hoping that we might see a return to cruising sometime in early December, but at this point, um, it doesn't appear that, uh, that's going to be happening. So the, the wait continues. All right. So that's it, uh, for the news. 
So for today's episode, I am joined by some very special guests who I'm sure many of you uh, listening right now also listen to on a regular basis. Uh, this has has been a long time coming. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, so I'm really excited to, uh, uh, to to get going here. I'm thrilled to welcome two-thirds of the team that is the DCL podcast onto the show. Christy, unfortunately, couldn't make it uh, this evening, but Steve and Chris, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely, Wes. Finally, uh, it's fun to finally put this show together with you. For sure, for sure. Are you guys doing okay? Everyone holding up all right? Well, in the age of COVID, I guess we're yeah. as good as can be, <laughs> as best as you can. Yeah, right. COVID um, and wildfires. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All all three of you are uh, out on the west coast, um, so uh, I fortunately don't have to deal with the wildfire part, but uh, the the COVID stuff still is is not a whole lot of fun. Um, and of course, not to be overlooked, we are also joined uh, this week by my friend Chris in the concierge lounge. Yes, uh, Chris, you are officially. I just made that your official digital ID. So, Chris, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. I guess I'll take that new ID. <laughs> yeah. I think it fits your persona pretty well. You know, your your online presence, right? <laughs> it does. Uh, so anyway, because this is the first time that I have formally talked to uh, to uh, you, Chris and uh, and Steve from the DCL podcast, I wanted to I wanted to just get to know you guys a little bit more. You know, just some of the some of the basics, legal names, social security numbers, bank accounts, things like that. Here, let me let me grab a, a pen real quick so I can write this up. No, I, I'm all joking aside. I wanted to uh, to kind of find out some of your experiences just sailing with Disney Cruise Line. Um, I know you're both regulars, but uh, do you have maybe a, a favorite cruise that you've taken and you can tell us a little bit about? Maybe Steve, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think, I mean, your first cruise is always one of the most memorable, right? For sure. Like getting in the atrium that first time, getting on board, you know, just all the fun that is a uh, Disney Cruise Line. But I'm going to actually go with our second cruise. We actually booked this cruise before we left on our first cruise, which I think was kind of crazy. Oh, wow. we <laughs> hadn't even done the first one but you know after after frozen came out they started sailing to norway and my family's from norway originally uh, oh, and wow. we booked a seven day out of dover up to norway and i think to this day still that's probably our favorite cruise just from the different ports we stopped at we got lucky the weather was incredible and just being able to see the scenery and and be part of that adventure, I think that that's still one of our family's favorite. That's awesome. That's one of my. It's probably at the top of my bucket list right now. Did you go to Geringer by any chance? Yeah, and that's the thing is like they pulled it out next I, year, right? I, I am so upset about it. Yeah, and um, one of the I was talking to a cast member not too long ago, and they said that the reason was because. Um, Norway or the port of Garinger actually said they don't didn't want Disney Cruise Line coming there or you know many cruise lines just they didn't want so much traffic into the fjord I guess um, I think they reduced the size of the ships too and uh, oh. I think that's yeah oh, okay the ones that they're allowing into the into the fjord yeah so, yeah I was really upset about that because that was probably the the one port of call that I was most looking forward to to visiting um, but I, I can say that the rest of them are pretty amazing, too. So even uh, yeah. though even if you miss that one, for definitely sure. when you get a chance to do it, go for it. For sure. Absolutely. Chris, how about yourself? So uh, 
I will just probably usually default to my most recent cruise, (laughs) (laughs) which uh, I think this year holds a special place because it was one of, it was in February of this year. So, you know, just a month or so before Disney pulled the plug on, on cruising. Um, And, uh, you know, like at the time that we sailed, COVID was a thing, (laughs) But it was not uh, it was not necessarily something that we thought was stateside at the time. Sure, and yeah. so um, and that one was an Eastern Caribbean. It was my first time on the fantasy. Nice. Um, and we went to Tortola, which uh, is literally the most beautiful. I can't even handle it. It's like a tropical mountain rising out of the middle of the ocean. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So. I for all those reasons I'll pick that one. Oh, and also it was a Star Wars day at sea. Oh, so nice! There you go. Basically, that's awesome. Basically, we're doing we're doing our best life at yeah. that moment. <laughs> we were also sailing in February. We were on a, a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. I think it departed on February twenty fourth. Um, and just like you said, you know, COVID was a thing that we knew about, but wasn't necessarily something that we. Uh, you know, we're, we're overly concerned about at the time. So definitely, uh, definitely a strange time. Um, other Chris, you got a, a favorite cruise you want to talk about real well, quick? Um, probably when we did the New York to the Bahamas cruise at Christmas time a few years ago, it was a seven day cruise and it had four sea days. And we, that was just uh, sailing out of New York is just incredible. Yeah. And I always remember that. I don't remember sailing out in Port Canaveral and you know, other places that often, you know, I have no memories of it, specific memories, but New York, I, I remember every detail about it. Yeah. I think we've, I think you and I have talked about that one before because you were literally on the sailing right after, right after we were. Um, Correct. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one as well. So those are some, uh, some really good ones. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing everyone. Um, so by now you've probably all seen the news that Disney has canceled more sailings through the month of November and even into the, the first couple of weeks of December. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, I'm sort of numb to it at this point, but instead of focusing on all that negativity, I thought it'd be fun to, to get us excited about, about cruising again, because I mean, I have a feeling we're close. I, you know, that's not based on anything, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so anyway. Um, but I also want to just remind ourselves why it is that, uh, we're willing to, to spend so much on a Disney cruise, uh, and also why we, we can't stop doing it. So, um, we're going to have, we're going to go through our top three reasons to take, um, to take a Disney cruise. And hopefully that's, hopefully that's what you're all ready to talk about <laughs> tonight. <laughs> all right, good. So, um, so I've asked each person to come up with, uh, their own top three, which means that, um, assuming that not everybody has the same list, it, it could end up being as much as a top 12 reasons to take a Disney cruise. So, uh, you'll be getting a, a lot more, uh, bang for your buck in, uh, in this, in this episode. And, uh, <laughs> I was actually putting my own list together and I came up with like a top 11 reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> narrowing it down to just three was a, a real challenge. So I may or may not be working in some of those uh, honorable mention uh, reasons into my top three. Uh, so, uh, but long story short, you're, you're going to be getting a, a heavy dose of fawning reviews of, of Disney Cruise Line, I, I have a feeling. Oh, that was cool. 
<laughs> is that your ringtone? <laughs> yeah, that was a BB-8 moment that just happened via text. Oh, BB-8 really joined the, the call. Thanks. I'm really glad that BB-8 joined the call for a second. That's definitely a first for me. So, welcome to the show, BB-8. <laughs> um, anyway, did anybody else have a difficulty narrowing down their list like I did? Yes, but I'm counting on all of you. I'm just assuming that with our powers combined, we can have a Captain Planet moment and oh. like cover twelve of the top reasons. Oh wow! Okay, so you're you're kind of expecting that we're all going to be different. I'll make it. I'll will it to be happening. <laughs> if any of you say one of mine, I'll switch them up. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea, actually, because I have uh, I have like I said, I have eleven in the queue that I could uh, go with at a moment's notice. So. Um, and I think me being with older kids, other Chris with no kids, you guys with kids in the kids club age, we're gonna have different. Things that's true. We got a, a wide range of experiences. We uh, do experiences to cover. So, uh, Chris Bright, do you want to kick us off here with your your number three reason to take a Disney cruise? Sure. So I will start with the obvious because I think. Maybe it's not going to be, but I think that our cruise in February was our last cruise without children Um, because my husband and I are in the process of adopting and we literally could get a call any day that says we are bringing home a baby. I'm literally recording from my nursery. I have a nursery in my house. What? Um, But that means that for Disney Cruise Line, I think one of the top reasons to go on a Disney cruise is the adult spaces. And that is because when you have a cruise line geared towards young people and children and all of that, those adult spaces are less crowded. They are more thoughtful. They have more, uh, more sort of like space and room to get around. Because if you're like an adult going on a cruise and you don't have kids with you, Like you can literally not see children if you want to during the day and just go to the adult spaces, sit in the Cove Cafe or go up to the Meridian. And so we have taken heavy advantage of that as uh, people without children on all of our cruises. So my first reason would be uh, all those other cruise lines that aren't known for, for being family cruise lines, they don't have the same luxury of like, those adult spaces being like kind of empty and pleasant. <laughs> yeah, sure. I actually, I'm actually excited that you, um, you, you have that on your list because it it's not one that was even on my top 11 list. And that's not because I don't enjoy the adult spaces, but that's because I don't get to enjoy the adult spaces. You know? <laughs> right. You've so, got, you got those kids. And exactly. I don't think Seth and I will be able to enjoy right. them for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm glad you put that on there because, you know, I love being able to experience those when I have the opportunity to, but, um, you know, I, we don't get to all that often. So, um, good, uh, good way to kick it off here. Steve, how about you? You want to start with your number three? So I've got a pretty obscure one, and I'm trying to figure out where to put it because I think it's not going to be on anybody's list. But you know what? I'll take I'll take the bait, and I'm going to jump in with the kids' clubs. But I'm not. I'm going to go a little bit higher, and I'm going to say the edge and the vibe. Okay. And something that I appreciate about it is once the kids move out of the the, the younger kids' clubs and they move up to the uh, edge, it's a pretty small space, especially on the classic ships. So there's enough room for them to go up there. They, they get a couple of video games up there. The kids can go up there and play video games. But what's really cool about it is the counselors are so interactive with them. 
and they get them out there doing other things around the ship, whether it's scavenger hunts or whether it's, um, I know one cruise, my oldest son made a zombie movie. They had their, you know, their phones out there and they were running around the ships and they put it all together and actually they showed it at the end of the cruise. So oh, the, wow. the parents no could come up there and see it too. So what I like about it is the creativity that they bring for the kids. It's not just a, a big empty space with video games for them to just, you know, connect into that. They, they get them out there doing a lot of other different things. So I'll take the bait on the kids clubs. Nice. I like it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the ocean, your club and the ocean, your lab, there's a lot to be said about those as well. Just, you know, they're great spaces for kids of those ages, uh, for a lot of the reasons that you talked about, um, they tons of activities. So that's a, that's a good one. Chris, what about you? Number three. So my number three is also the adult areas, and I had in there also besides you know, the adult restaurants too. The, sure. you know, the eighteen and over, that's a big thing for us now that our kids are older and they can go eat by themselves. And like the other Chris said, the, the other areas are quiet. It's nice to be able to go to a quiet section of the ship and not kids running around. Especially when my kids are older, I don't like little kids anymore. <laughs> so so it, it, the adult spaces were my number three. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, so my number three is the, I went with service slash cleanliness because I, I think they sort of go, you know, hand in hand and, you know, Disney cruise line, whenever you bring it up to someone, that's kind of the thing that really st- people talk about kind of right off is, you know, the service quality and the cleanliness of the ships. And, you know, it's especially important in this day and age because we know once, you know, once we get back to sailing their their standards for cleanliness are, are going to be, you know, top notch. But one of the things about going on a Disney cruise is you, you literally don't have to worry about anything. I mean, you have a, a stateroom attendant who knows your family's names um, and, and gets to know your schedule. They're super friendly. They take care of, you know, your room. And, uh, you know, the turndown service at night is amazing. Uh, the, the towel animals, all that stuff. Of course, you have your, um, your, your restaurant uh, waiters and waitresses who, you know, take amazing care of you and bring you whatever you want, whatever you want on the menu. Um, and even everywhere around the ship. I mean, if, if, if you're at dinner and you're finished with a plate, they, they take it away from you right away. It's, you know, it's just, it's just amazing the way that they're able to um keep up that that uh, quality of service and and even even little things like one time we were on the pool deck and my son wanted a a mickey bar and they're not you know readily available you can get them from you know room service but they're not readily available around like the pool decks and stuff or anything like that but we just happened to grab a, a random bartender who was walking by and asked him if he could make it happen and of course you know he made it happen so you know, the, the service quality, the cleanliness of the ships are, are just top notch. And I, I, you know, I think that's a big reason um, to sail with Disney Cruise Line. Uh, and and I, I think really, really sets them apart from uh, other cruise lines in the industry. So that's, uh, that's my number three. All right, Chris, we're back to you. What is your number two reason? All right. My number two is entertainment. Um, because, uh, you know, they always like to say that <laughs> that line of like Disney is an entertainment company that, uh, has a cruise ship as opposed to a cruise ship company that has entertainment. Mm. Um, but I mean, like, that's really true. It's like woven into every 
aspect of of cruising with them. Uh, we have sailed on uh, Norwegian <laughs> and had a different experience. It wasn't like a bad experience, but it was interesting to see what it looks like when entertainment doesn't seem to be in the forefront mm. of, of the product, um, but more so like, what are we going to do with all these people on the ship? Um, <laughs> like, I feel like Disney is sort of like the the ship itself is the attraction and they build the entertainment there. Um, so I don't know. I would say that that is my, my, uh, number two. I'd also point out that like their shows in the Walt Disney theater are really high quality. The like variety acts that they get are better than a lot of the other cruise lines. Some people don't even realize this, but like Jennifer Hudson got her start as a performer on a Disney cruise ship. (laughs) So like they're literally like world-class singers who may be the next, like, you know, American idol winner or something who are on that. And so I do feel like there's so much attention to detail to entertainment. And that's not even touching on the fact that like the, the ships were like the OG Disney plus, right? Like the TV and the stateroom was like access to the Disney library and like you could watch whatever you wanted. And so just like in every aspect of cruising, there is some sort of entertainment value there. And even their restaurants, other ships don't have like shows during dinner where it's like this, you know, amazing entertainment. So I just think every aspect of Disney cruising is, has entertainment woven into it to the point where like, sometimes you just need to like, you need a break from the entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Like I need, I need to lay down. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's a good one. Steve, what's, uh, what's your number two? All right. I'm going to go really obscure here. People are probably going to be going like, what, where is this coming from? But in all honesty, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Wes, with the quality of service. And I'm going to say that Disney Cruise Line's port time and their management of their cruise ships. And this is a little by, uh, pilot geekiness, I guess, but <laughs> I, I kind of noticed this over the years sailing with them. I mean, and I'll give you a couple of examples of what I mean by that. All right. So Chris, your favorite Island, Tortola. When we were actually, wait, I take it back. It wasn't Tortola, it was St. Thomas. So we did a, an Eastern Caribbean out on the fantasy and we pulled into town or into, into port well before four of the cruise ships. What that allowed us to do was get off the ship, we did the zip line tour that day. We got up, did the whole tour, came back down, and now there's a Norwegian, a Royal Caribbean, and I think a Carnival import. And there was like just crowds of people waiting to go on that zip line tour. We were done with it, back into town, having lunch, wow. enjoying ourselves, experiencing it. Yeah. And then we got back on the ship. And I'll throw another one out there. We didn't actually get to do it. Uh, Concierge Chris and I were on the same cruise where we were going to uh, Greece this summer. Of course, it got canceled, but about three or four months out, they noticed, uh, Disney Cruise Line noticed that there was going to be four or five ships in the port of Heraklion, which is on the island of Crete. And there was going to be a ton of people for just a small amount of things that there are normally to, there's normal that you can normally do there. And they changed the day, to the, the day that we were going to go there. So we were going to be the only ship in town. Oh, wow. Now, I am guessing, I mean, what am I, what am I, I am not looking at all the rest of the cruise lines, yeah. but I'm guessing that I've been on Norwegian too. Norwegian's not doing that for you. <laughs> right. And either is Royal Caribbean. And I, oh, I cool. just, I think that that it's kind of an obscure, weird reason to sail with Disney Cruise Line, but they're a premium cruise line. And I think that it shows in all the different aspects of service, like you were talking about. And they even go to the point where, you know, they're kind of thinking about what's your experience going to be like when you get off the ship 
and how can we make it better? Yeah, that's all. I never even thought of that, um, you know, that part of it, but you're right. That's, that's absolutely right. They, they, they think of every little detail and try to think about the, uh, the guest experience and that, you know, that's really what drives all their decision-making. So, um, that's, a, I like the, uh, the obscure one. I think that's a good one. Concierge and Chris. Oh yeah, go ahead. I just want to add to what Steve said though, that they're also really picky about the experiences that they offer off of the ship in terms of like safety, cleanliness and all of that. Because when we were in Alaska, we did a rock climbing excursion and our rock climbing guide was like, yeah, we really want to get Disney. But when we brought out their reps to see what, what we did, they were like, oh yeah, this isn't safe enough. <laughs> and we were like, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're doing this then. Yeah. Uh, so like Disney will literally just say no if an excursion yeah. doesn't like meet their standards, which I think goes in with what you're saying, Steve. Yep. All right, concierge, Chris, you're up. What's your, what's your number two? So my number two would be the cabins on the ships. Um, and I usually stay concierge, but I stay in the regular cabin, the regular veranda cabin. And I think for families, they're just a nicer compared to a carnival or a Norwegian. They're a little bit bigger, and that any, any square footage just helps at all. And split bathroom, I think, is a big difference compared to most ships. It's helpful for families. And then your room attendant is always so on top of it there. It's Sometimes it's like annoying they're so on top of it. It's like, how many times can you say oh, good morning to me this morning? You know? But, you know, they just go above and beyond, I think, with the room attendants. And, the you know, the rooms are just really nice compared to other ships I have been on. Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned, you, you mentioned Steve, uh, you know, being unconventional or uh, uh, what, is, what was the term that you used for years? obscure obscure I yeah guess. so mine mine are gonna my last two are gonna be a little more uh obscure as well and and it's they're not really measurable things they're not really tangible things so um i'll give you my number two so my number two reason uh to take a disney cruise is the the trusted brand that is disney and the disney magic that comes with it and so you know one of the things that i love about disney cruises is that it's it's so much different than a park experience, than a, a Disney park experience. You know, the the I love Disney theme parks. I love uh, visiting the Disney theme parks uh, so much. And uh, but it's you know, there's so much planning involved. There's so much uh, chaos in that it's. I, I feel like it's kind of like go 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 go. You're trying to you know get all the things in, do do all the do all the rides, make sure you eat at all the restaurants you know, plan six months in advance, all that stuff. And so, you know, the, the Disney cruise experience is really a, a, a very unique Disney experience, but it's also an authentic Disney experience. I mean, you have all of the, all the aspects that make something, um, you know, you know, unique to Disney, but you put it on a cruise ship. And I also feel like you don't have to be a, a Disney fanatic to enjoy a Disney cruise. I mean, I feel like Everybody has some small piece of um, appreciation for Disney, even if you're not a you know a super fan. So I I feel like even the casual Disney fan will will enjoy the the Disney Cruise experience. So you know I, I just think the the magic of of Disney on a cruise ship is uh, is something that makes it really unique and really special. So not too obscure, I guess, right? 
No, no, that, that was that was actually one of mine that I had on. Is that kind of the ambiance? Oh, yeah. Of it, there you yeah, go. Of, of the dizzy ambiance. And like to your point, you know, you walk in the atrium like on the Wonder, and you've got Ariel there, the statue, and so you've you've got that dizzy presence. But then you get this beautiful chandelier up above, and if you're like a Disney fan, you know what that is. It's Ariel's flower. But but for the rest, but if you're not a Disney fan, you're just like, oh man, that's a that's a really cool, that's a real cool. Um, you know, a chandelier. Yeah. It's it really it's a classy looking ship, and yes. so you, it it reaches so many different people. Like it, it can reach that uh, you know total diehard Disney fan that wants to know everything and, and take in all of it. But then you know the person that isn't, you know they they're in this just amazing ship and they miss out on that part, but they're still on that amazing ship for sure. All right, Chris, what is your number one reason to take a Disney cruise? Has to be the best so reason done, of all the reasons. We've done something similar to this on our show, and I I count this as an opportunity to redeem myself because <laughs> I was the only person who didn't say this the last time, and I sounded like a jerk. So I'm going to say it this time ahead of all of you, which is the cast members, the crew. The people who Disney hires is the best reason to uh, take a Disney cruise. Because, like I said, we've been on Norwegian. Not knocking Norwegian. It was fun. But I think the reason it was fun was Alaska more than the ship, right? Like, it was the location, the port, and all of that. Uh, But with Disney, like, it's not just that that the ship is the destination, but so are the people, like, oh, yeah, no matter who sure. you who you connect with, you know, like on our cruise in uh, February, my like best friend on the ship in terms of crew was someone who worked at the Tiffany's. <laughs> like every time <laughs> we saw each other, we would like chat and talk yeah. because he was just this like really cool guy from Mexico who like was really thoughtful and nice and all of that. And that's like a random place to make a, a ship friend. Um, but I feel like, you know, on top of that, we've never had a server that we didn't like. Um, we've never like had a bad experience at like Palo or Remy, uh, in terms of service. And so I think when you just look at, and also this is something that happened on our last cruise, very unexpectedly, um, my husband's uh, grandmother passed away and we had gotten to port and in San Juan, uh, you get American cell service. And so we didn't know that that had happened until we got into port. And we were literally sitting in the Walt Disney theater with our like stickers for our shore excursion and had already checked in, already had our account charged. And obviously we found out this horrible news and I went to the nearest cast member. I told them what was going on and they like, took care of everything. They were like, don't even worry about it. You won't get charged for this excursion. All we care about is that you all are doing okay. Let us know if you need to make any calls for free. Like, whatever you need from us, we'll take care of you. And that was like an unnecessary but really thoughtful response to something challenging and that could really ruin a vacation. And I think like I can think of probably 20 more things not as sad as a death in the family, but that have happened on Disney cruise ships where I'm like, this is not the type of customer service you literally get anywhere else. So I say the people, 
And Steve, I redeemed myself because <laughs> on our show, both Steve and Christy were like, the people. And I was like, the food. And now the food didn't even make my list. <laughs> Nice. I, I I will I'll agree with you on the on the on the cast and the crew. I I think, you know they they definitely have the ability to make a you know a, a cruise experience, um, uh, you know an otherwise maybe ordinary cruise experience, uh, something really you know really memorable. And one of our favorite things to do on a cruise is is just looking forward to finding out who our service team is at dinner, and we love to know. Um, where they're from and it's so interesting to hear them give you stories about their hometown and their families and um, you know that's one of my favorite parts of the the cruises just getting to know your servers and your um, your stateroom you know host because they they have amazing stories and uh, and, and so that's you know that's a that's a fun part of it but also you know even the and this you know it, it sounds obvious but even the cast members who um you know even the the princesses and and the characters and all that stuff um really you know make make the cruise for for the kids i mean my son we went on a marvel day at sea cruise in february and his absolute favorite superhero is black panther and the way the way black panther interacted with my son on on this cruise was you know just something so it it, it it just went above and beyond kind of what you would expect and it really made his made his cruise really memorable so you know i i think that's the the service and the crew definitely deserve to be a, a number one reason to um to sail with disney cruise line yeah, i agree anyone else have anything to add before we move on you guys just took my number one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just means, that just means you I gotta, orchestrated. That... <laughs> I orchestrated this. So I'm gonna have to see the food. Uh, they, I, I, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, a re- it's it's a it's a valid number one for sure. It's on yeah, my I'm, list. I, I got to pivot. I guess I'm gonna pivot and try to see if I can make this happen. But um, I'm gonna just say the diversity of things to do mm. because I think that you brought it up, Chris, when you when we started. You know, having you know the adult spaces and as in a as as a single or married married couple that doesn't have kids, you can go on there and find so many different things to do. And as families, you can go on there from the game shows that they have as your kids will get a little bit older and they're so interactive with the kids and the cast members play with them up up there during those game shows in between the dinners or, or during the days from the drawing classes. That's one of my favorite things to do. Mm. I've never made a good drawing, but I still go. <laughs> I still keep going back <laughs> to the shows at night, to just to the princesses in the atrium, to you know, I haven't been on a Marvel day at sea or Star Wars, but I, I mean, that's like one of my dreams to be on the ship as the stormtroopers go by the pool and harass people. I think that would be a lot of fun. I just think there, there's a wide diversity of things to do, and, and there's something on there for everybody to find. For sure. And one of my favorite things to do, even, you know, just as a pastime, is just looking at taking a paper copy of the Navigator with a highlighter or a pen and just going through the activities for the day and saying, oh, that would be fun. Even We may never have a, you know, may have no intention of actually going to that activity or doing that thing, but it's fun to see what's available and to think about, you know, the different ones that you want to go to. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Especially for a, a pivot, I think that I think that was well or, well executed. I should have seen Chris coming. I should have seen him coming <laughs> yeah. down the lane. 
I actually paid to go first. <laughs> All right, concierge Chris, what's your number one? Well, since Chris took my other one, I guess I'll have to go with the food. But in all seriousness, um, food was as was my number one up there. I think compared to other cruise lines, the food is just a step above. Mm. The servers, the server your food are a step above. They they will, you know, if, if you're just picking at something, maybe you're just, you know, not real hungry, like, is there something wrong with that? Could it be something else? It's like, no, this is fine. I'll eat it in a second, you know. And the specialty restaurants, I think, are just outstanding. I know some of these other ships have more specialty restaurants. I think that's coming with the Disney Wish, I would assume. And then maybe the Dream Class ships will get retrofitted with more restaurants later on. But I think this overall, even the quick service stuff, the pizza, the hamburgers, I'm not going to say it's the best food in the world, but it's pretty good on a yeah. day. Yeah, for mass-produced, yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I, just, I think it's a step above other cruise lines and – there's something for everyone, I think, on all the menus. And if there's not, you can ask, and they'll get you something. The only downfall is the Pirate Night menu. Why that menu <laughs> <Agreed>. is so bad? <laughs> I totally agree. I, the Pirate Night menu is the worst menu. Uh, I, I agree with that. But I... the, the problem is all of us podcasts say that, and all of us podcasts say the same thing, which is like, go to Palo or Remy on Pirate Night. And so it's so hard to get a reservation <laughs> right. at Palo or Remy on Pirate Night. Yep. So don't listen to anything they said. The Pirate Menu is amazing. It's fantastic. Yep. You should definitely not get a specialty, a specialty restaurant on Pirate Night. At least not on a cruise yeah. I'm on. Yeah, right. That's funny. <laughs> Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit biased. I haven't, I haven't been on a a different cruise line, but I, you know, I've always been surprised at how good the food is on, you know, on Disney Cruise Line, especially for, you know, being mass produced. Um, and, and I also, and I also think it's, you know, they have a pretty extensive menu and different menus every single night. And so, you know, I think that's a, a, you know, a testament to, to Disney Cruise Line that they are able to give such a variety of choices, um, and and cook food that is you know is really really good and if and if you don't like it something that you chose they'll they'll gladly bring you something else so um you know i think the food is definitely a, a worth a worthwhile a worthy number one uh for you know reason to take a disney cruise i and i always think it's amazing they can serve so many people at every seating and i've been to a lot of weddings that are serving 200 people and the food's cold or not half right. as good no you're right and these people are serving you know 2000 people per sitting on a dream class ship so that's pretty impressive yeah i, I agree um so before i do my number one i'm a, i'm a little disappointed that no one said this one I, no one listed castaway key as a, a top reason to um <laughs> to to sail with disney cruise line um, I was sort of hoping someone else would say it, so I didn't have to put it in my list. So I, I'm just gonna, you know, put a disclaimer out there. Castaway Key is my my one B, I'll say, for reason to to sail a, a Disney cruise because I, you know, I just I, it's 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 one of the reasons that people do uh, a Disney cruise for the first time. Um, you know, it, it constantly is winning um, awards. You know, I think it's been a, a cruise critics top private island destination for like four or five consecutive years or something like that so um it's definitely a, a big draw and a big reason that why people sail um disney cruise line so uh, my number four if that helps you <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> and, and my double dip was canceled yesterday uh, again, yeah so. yeah 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 right uh, d- did uh chris and steve did either of you have a cruise canceled uh, yeah 
Yeah. Two. <laughs> Two? Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, I think the saddest thing about this whole thing, um, it, so we're like six and a half months into this now, and I my family's not going to have a dollar of future cruise credit to, to to use for next year. So, but there is a reason. So we had one in September that was canceled. Um, and you know, it was paid and everything. And obviously we had the choice and we're building a house right now. And so we were kind of like, you know, we could use, use that extra couple thousand dollars to, you know, to towards something else. So we may regret that decision later, but it is what it is, I guess at this point. Um, so my number one, and this one is really obscure and, uh, I, you know, you guys may laugh at me for this one. Um, but it, (laughs) there's just a, there's just a feeling you get when you're on a Disney cruise that I, you know, I can't explain. And so that's, that's my number one reason. There's just that feeling that you get when you're on the cruise. And so, you know, I, and I'll try to do my best to, uh, you know, to put it in context here. But, you know, it's you're walking on board and, you're, you you know, you hear your family's name called or you're waving goodbye to the people out on the pier from um, from the upper deck railing. You know, your breeze coming through into your stateroom from your veranda, you know, your embarkation day buffet, um, meeting your wait staff for the first time, looking through your navigator, trying to pick out your activities. There's just this incredible feeling that you've sort of left your day-to-day life behind for a few days and and you don't have to you don't have to think about work you don't have to think about school um you don't have to think about those any of those things have been bothering you it's you know it's a it's a way to just kind of disconnect and um and enjoy your vacation so that you know that's part of it but you know you might also say well wouldn't that be true for any other type of cruise vacation and you know the answer is maybe but beyond those things, you know, a dizzy a cruise also, ha- you know, and it might sound cliche, but it, it really, really brings out the kid in you. And, you know, it's it's OK to, to use your imagination and just kind of um, let the magic take over your experience. And um, I'm sure all of us can agree that, you know, being an adult is not always fun. And I feel like Disney cruises allow you to just sort of leave that part of you at home for a little while and just let you you know, let you enjoy the, the Disney experience for, um, for a while. And I think also, I think what amplifies that or what helps that is just all the, all the people that you meet on board, there's just like a a camaraderie, you know, you see families wearing themed t-shirts, um, you know, there's people wearing costumes, the fish extenders, you know, the kids are so excited to see with the gifts that they get. And there's just a friendliness of the people that you're cruising with. You know, it's, I've, you rarely step onto the ship, maybe never. I, I can't say if I've ever experienced any, uh, this ever. Um, you never step on the ship and you're just, you know, you see someone who's in a bad mood or or is yelling at their kids or or whatever. So it's, you know, it's just that ugh, that 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 feeling that you get that you can't really explain uh, is my number one reason uh, to take a Disney cruise. So. <laughs> Hopefully you all can relate to that yeah, a little bit. I think you're 100 right. We all go to Disney parks. We all go to other vacations. Yeah. But you're right. When you step on the ship, it's just a totally different feeling comes over you. When you go, to, I don't never get there when I go to any of the parks. But it's yeah. like, I am on vacation. I'm gonna relax. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in the parks, you know, it, there's always this like anticipation of what am I gonna do next, and you know, how long am I gonna have to wait in this line, and am I gonna make it to my 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 dinner reservation on time? So. You know, I feel like a Disney cruise is a real chance to just kind of disconnect and and enjoy yourself a little bit. So, well said. 
I agree. I think Disney Cruise does have a special feeling that you really can't know what it feels like until you experience it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, thanks for not uh, criticizing me for that one. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's, that would probably be in most people after they've sailed, they would put that right up there near number one. Sure. And I think you said it really well too about the community around just Disney Cruise Line and the people that sail over and over again on it. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, fun, loving community that, that really appreciates it. So no, yeah. I think you're right. You're right on the mark there. So anybody got any uh, honorable mentions that they want to just, you know, run through real quick i know one of steve's <laughs> yeah, oh this so would be I'm fun gonna... we should we should guess each other's uh top you know remaining well, top. We, were, we were texting about it earlier but i'm gonna listen to the, the music and that goes to the ambiance that you're talking about you know that music that it kind of you know as you step onto the ship and it kind of kind of greets you and it kind of follows you around to the different spaces and it changes i remember when we were in in the Mediterranean going along, it was, it, we left Civitavecchia and it was Italian Disney music. And oh, as we wow, moved yeah. down to France, it changed to French. And I, I think that they just do such a great job with the music and helping set the tone as you sail through your vacation. You're absolutely right on that. And, and I don't know if, you know, you've ever done a, a, a Christmas or a, a Halloween on the high seas cruise. Same thing. I mean, you have the Halloween music on the Halloween cruises. You have the, um, the holiday music on the, you know, on the, the very merry time cruises. So it's, um, you're absolutely right. And then the Marvel day at sea was just amazing. It was, it was superhero music, like all around the clock, which was, which was so awesome. But I, I, I completely agree. I've said that a million times uh, to my wife that I just love the, the music that's playing, you know, in the hallways and in the lobbies and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good one. I also had one of my like the theming for like the Christmas cruises and the Halloween on the high cruise. It just as soon as you step on that ship, you're in the Christmas. We went to a Thanksgiving one, and it just feels so much like Christmas. It just totally changes your attitude about everything. And then there's the music, the background music, the deck, you know, subtle decorations, the big tree, the big gingerbread house. I mean, they go all out, and it's just really an incredible experience. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Chris, you got I one honorable mention. Oh, two. All right. I have two. But I'll be fast. <laughs> One of them is the ship horns. Yes. Uh, it's so cool, especially the newer ships, the horns. I don't actually understand the engineering of a ship horn, but <laughs> on the older ships, they can only make a set number of sounds. Yeah. But on the newer ships, they can program them to do more sounds. And so on the newer ships, you can get like the Star Wars, <laughs> Imperial March and things like that, which is a lot of fun. Um, so the ship horns, and if two Disney ships are ever near each other, they do like a horn battle, which is always cool. I want to be on board for um, one of those sometime. I, I have been That's one once, of those like bucket uh, list experiences for me. Yeah, we were in Grand Cayman when the Fantasy and the Magic were both there, oh, cool. and they were doing a ship battle <laughs> uh, back and forth. But the Fantasy obviously won because it was also their Star Wars day, so oh, it was yeah. like, you know. But anyway, that's my one. And then the other one that uh, none of us mentioned I thought we would is uh, rides, which uh, really the only ride ride is the aqua coaster in the sense that it like is a uh, aqua duck, but it's a water coaster, which theme water parks have this type of technology, but it's the first time Disney ever put it on a right. ship. And it's like they use jets of water to propel 
the raft up and down hills that go around the edge of the ship. And on our show, we've done an episode about like, what do we think is going to come on the wish? And my like big thing to come on the wish is like some type of next level ride because like the aqueduct was like a new level, but I'm like, what I want is like the haunted mansion transplanted (laughs) onto a cruise ship or like, or like some sort of like Mickey and Minnie's runaway railroad situation where they can change what the ride is depending on the day with projections. Like I want that level uh, of, of ride. But my point is like Disney's really thinking about stuff like that. Uh, so I'm excited to to see what types of like rides they have on the ships. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on that one. I, I'm really excited to see what they're going to come up with for you know for these new ships. I, I have I have very high expectations. Uh, that's for sure. My uh, my honorable mention is uh, the merchandise. So I, my wife and I are huge fans of shopping on board um, the Disney ships and especially at Castaway Key too. I mean. They've started to release some of their, you know, their merchandise on Shop Disney, so it's a little more commercialized now. It, you know, whereas it used to be um, uh, more unique to the the cruise ship. However, I also think they're expanding their merchandise a lot more as well. So you're seeing a lot more uh, options, and I love the I love the Disney Cruise merchandise that you can't find um you know available everywhere else so that's a that's a big reason for me for my family to to take a disney cruise so um, we're big fans of the merchandise too like the alaska or the european sailing yes yes but why is that stuff only down in, in deck two in that little obscure store yeah. That... <laughs> yeah you want it more mainstream huh yeah yeah before it ends up uh in the character warehouse in uh in orlando <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, everyone. I, I this was really fun. I, I feel I feel I feel encouraged, and, and I, I'm excited again uh, about cruising. I feel like it's just been you know constant bad news and, and negative news. So this was uh, really a lot of fun. And uh, thanks thanks everyone for joining in for having some really good ideas. Some that I some that I hadn't even thought of. So uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Well, thanks, yeah, for having thanks, us. thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us on, Wes. And we'll have to uh, we'll have to do it again and come on over and we'll uh, we'll talk some more Disney Cruise Line and yeah. come up with another another angle to the topics. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, take care, everyone. Be safe, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>